everyone, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective. I'm your host, Sean Rapier, and joining me are my wonderful group of collective members. And we're going to start off tonight with a very, very happy birthday to our very own Heather Poppins. Happy birthday, Heather. Oh, thank you so much. Doing Castle Collective is the best birthday present ever. Yeah, I'm so honored that you would spend your birthday with us. Like, it's such a thrill to have you always, but on your birthday, it's extra special. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, I appreciate it. And it shows a lot more devotion, I have to say. That... <laughs> just for you. Just for you. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh, I love it. By the way, a lot more dedication than uh, Bryce, who thought, hey, just because it's my anniversary, I have to miss the taping tonight. So, you know, you get extra, extra supercalifragilisticexpialidocious points tonight, Heather. So welcome. Glad to have you here and happy birthday again. And also joining us, he is uh, one of the hosts of the Word on the Main Street podcast, Sean Solo. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. Yes. And joining us from uh, literally a few miles away from <laughs> I'm recording now, Joel Skellington. Welcome to the show. Good day, sir. At some point, we just have to get together for all this stuff because, you know, I just realized, Joel, you're literally probably three miles from me right now, but we're on Zoom anyway. So it all works. It's all good. And uh, also joining us tonight. Uh, he is known as the skipper for good reason because he literally was a skipper. Skipper Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Delighted <laughs> to be here. Glad to have you on. And of course, the man who dominated Disneyland in the 90s with his annual pass running around causing nothing but havoc. Uh, welcome to the show, Nick at Night. You can't prove that there was havoc. Yeah, you've told Where me stories. Cost it. <laughs> you have told me the stories that I'm well aware of the havoc caused. So, off the record. Yes, this is a fantastic, fantastic collective here. And we've got such a great topic to discuss tonight. I'll be very excited to hear what everybody thinks, but I'm going to start off telling you my father-in-law's all-time favorite joke. And that is what is really wide at the bottom, really pointy at the top, and has ears. Nobody knows. It's a mountain. What you've never heard of mountaineers? Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, you're all muted, so no one can hear you laugh. Oh, maybe nobody's laughing. All right. That's nobody's laughing. <laughs> that is my father-in-law's favorite joke of all time. And it is apropos to tonight, because tonight we are all going to be Disneyland mountaineers. And I was informed by my daughter that this is a real thing, that being a Disneyland mountaineer is a thing. And it's when you ride all four of the mountain rides at Disneyland on the same day, you become a Disneyland mountaineer. And they even have t-shirts that say, I'm a Disney mountaineer, and they show silhouettes of all the mountains. So tonight, we are going to have a battle royale. We're going to duke it out to talk about what is our favorite mountain and we're going to put all the mountains in order just to set up the ground rules what are the mountains of disneyland well we have and they're actually all in disneyland park uh we have space mountain splash mountain 
Big Thunder Mountain and the Matterhorn, which doesn't say mountain in the name. They almost should call it Matterhorn Mountain, but I think it's implicit considering it's based on a real mountain that that is the mountain. So those are our four mountains. We're going to first of all go through and hear everybody what their order is of their favorite mountains, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. And why don't we start things off with uh, Mr. Joel Skellington? Give us your four in order. All right. I will start at the top with the Big Thunder Mountain. Um, I just, the outdoor, the fun, the breeze, love it. Um, And the only one I quote often. Uh, Number two, uh, we're going to Space Mountain. Oh, sorry. One of my quote. I'm assuming it's this year's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Hold on to your hats and glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That's impressive, man. Really good. All right. Um, so yeah, Big Thunder Mountain, then we go on to Space Mountain um, for childhood memories more than my current adult state, which makes me a little nauseous. Uh, <laughs> then Splash Mountain for all the joy and frivolity that that entails. And my bottom one is uh, Matterhorn because I cannot get in and out of that thing without severe pain. <laughs> I like how pragmatic your list is, Joel. It's very practical. <laughs> very practical approach to this whole thing. So yes, sir. Awesome. Well done. All right. So big thunder space splash, and then the Matterhorn Sean solo over to you. What do you, what do you, what you got there? Yeah. To, to preface, I want to say if somebody were to say you can ride one of these today <laughs> and if that's all you're going to ride, I'd have a really difficult time. So, uh, but anywho, uh, number four, thunder mountain, I love it, but it's my number four. Uh, number three would be the Matterhorn. Definitely love the uh, the updates that they did there. Number two, Space Mountain. Uh, it's exciting. It's got uh, a creepy feel to it, which I always love. And then number one is going to be Splash Mountain. Not because it's going away, but uh, I feel like it's the biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. So. Awesome. Was it hard for you, Sean, to come up with an order? I, it took uh, a few minutes, but mm, gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's, there's obviously going to be a lot of differences considering that Joel's number one is your number four. So there'll be some good discussion over this. All right, Heather Poppins over to you. Okay. Well, this was really tough because all the mountains are amazing. Uh, I would say my number one is big thunder. That's one that I could ride over and over and over and never get tired of it. I just love it so much. And then number two is Space Mountain. I love, love, love the music on that and the stars. It's just so fun. I like Splash Mountain for my number three. And uh, my number four is the Matterhorn, which I do love. I love the yodeling, but it sure jostles you around. <laughs> it kind of hurts. <laughs> it does. Hey, are you at a point in your pregnancy where you would be allowed to ride on the Matterhorn? Um, no, I'm not. How far? Tell no, tell they, us again how far along you are. Oh, I am seven months. So two more months and, and uh, it's time. My gosh, Heather, so exciting. exciting. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. And for, for our listeners, in case you didn't know, this is Heather's first. So her first little mouseketeer coming our way. <laughs> super, super excited. So She'll still join us even on that child's birthday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that will be a special special labor episode so <laughs> wonderful all right nick at night let's hear it well 
<clears throat> I'm actually going to be pretty similar to uh, our Heather Poppins there. I, I'm going to start with my number four, though, and say Matterhorn is my number four, probably for the same reason that Joel is is having it as his number four. It's it's an uncomfortable ride for me. Um, <laughs> I will do it once. That is the only mountain in the park that I will only do once. All the other ones I would do multiple times in the day if I had a chance. Um, my number three, though, is actually going to be Splash Mountain. Uh, my number two is Big Thunder. And my number one is Space Mountain. And uh, I, I'm curious if the list could change depending on what time of year it is. And the reason I say that is that Splash Mountain seems more attractive in the summer <laughs> than it does in the wintertime. So th- this is this time of year. This is more of a spring summertime list for me. For sure. And before we get on too far, we should point out Nick has just returned from his first trip to Disney World. Yes. Last week. So created. Yes. So did you get to go on uh, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain at Disney World? I did. And I would say actually to compare them, I actually liked Big Thunder better Mm. in uh, Disney World. But maybe part of that was that the line was like we walked up and into a car. Nice. So that might have had something to do with it. The, The line queue is way better yeah it's interesting um but yeah i awesome i loved it and i loved being able to ride splash mountain one more time yep fantastic uh let's go over to skipper rob what do you have uh for your list rob okay let's go to the list here uh we're gonna start with number four which and once again everybody this is so hard but we're starting with splash is my number four Number three, and are we explaining our reasons later? Is that correct? You you can, you can you can kind of give a quick overview right now as to kind of yeah. your methodology. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of had it ranked in like enjoyability, wait time, how is it at night, originality, and what's the queue like. And of course, you know ori- the the overall right. So we're going to start with Splash Mountains. I would say Splash Mountain has the best queue, uh, but. It's it's just ranks down at the bottom just because I like these other ones that much more. Just because rewritability. Sure. Plus the wait time's always the longest for splash, um, depending on the time of year. Um, Big Thunder Mountain. I love Big Thunder Mountain, but here's the next one, which is Matterhorn. And the reason I love Matterhorn so much is it's only wait, is Matterhorn three or is Big Thunder three? Big Thunder's three, Matterhorn's two. Okay. And the reason Matterhorn's two, because it's only in one park. You don't find it anywhere else in the world. And so that's why I think it's really cool because it's a super original ride. It gets the lowest rankings on Q, of course, but it's the top at night. So it kind of balanced out. And then, of course, my number one. (laughs) Yes, everybody. Best soundtrack, best music, best Q, best anticipation. Just most enjoyable ride ever, uh, the Space Mountain. Beautiful. And I already knew that about you. I knew that Space Mountain is your jam uh, because you discovered it after having gone on the, according to you, much lesser Space Mountain in Orlando, which I still still like it better. I'm the only person on the planet who likes it better, but, but that is just me. Well, that takes it to my picks. And uh, I am going to save 
one attraction that didn't get any first place love gets my first place, which is the Matterhorn. Matterhorn is my favorite of all four of the mountains. Uh, That one for me was actually an easy number one. Uh, Two and three are uh, really interchangeable to me. I mean, I could be flip. I flip flopped all day on them. And that is, uh, but I finally landed on number two is Splash Mountain. Just the whimsy. I think that the scene with the paddle boat is maybe the greatest scene in all of Disneyland Uh, space mountain third. But again, I could be talked into that being second pretty easily because I love my space mountain and big thunder for me is I love big thunder. It's a distant four, distant for me. And so interesting. uh, It looks like because I have the list here, uh, big thunder took first place twice uh splash mountain um splash mountain once uh space mountain twice and matterhorn once so we at least gave some first place love to all of the different attractions so let's go back through because thunder so let's start with big thunder mountain uh big thunder uh took first place twice with uh with joel and with heather and it took uh, last place twice with me and uh, let's see with Sean Solo. So first of all, before we get into that, are there any that anybody g- genuinely dislikes? Like, is there one of these? I know we've talked about how, hey, I can only ride it once and it's a little bit of a bone rattler or whatever. But is there anything, are there any mountains that anybody in the collective dislikes? None. None. Everybody's shaking their heads. Like them all. Yeah, everybody. All right. So we all agree that they're all fantastic. And that's the same for me. I think they're all wonderful. And this was not an easy exercise. But let's talk a little bit about Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Starting off with Heather. Big Thunder was your number one. Tell us some of the things you really love about Big Thunder Mountain. That's hard to that's hard to pin it down on just one. I uh, I love the little village that you walk past a little pioneer town that you walk past in the line. I love uh, all the ups and downs in the ride and just the atmosphere, like the story it tells with, you know, going through the caverns and then the explosion. And I just love it. And I remember doing uh, Mickey's, Mickey's a uh, trick or treat. And we would just like walk right on and we would ride it at night because it's the best at night. I love it so much. And uh, they would have projections all across the um, the caverns and, and the walls. And it was just really magical. And there was fireworks going off. And yeah, it's just a whole new experience. Love, Love it. it. Now, see, now I want to go on it. It's killing me. <laughs> Joel Skellington, it was also your number one. Tell us of your great love of Big Thunder. Uh, the, the theming is everything in Disneyland is so fun. I enjoy the Wild West. Um, I enjoy a goat eating dynamite. Uh, that is just always <laughs> a highlight for me. And then riding through the, what looks like the rib cage of a T-Rex, um, out of nowhere. I, there's just, and there was just, I guess, much more of a thrill to it than it just gives me more of an actual thrill ride than, than some of the other mountains do, um, for whatever reason, it just, uh, it, and it doesn't hurt when I get into it. So, you know, that helps, but, uh, yeah, it's just, and like I said, just that intro, that first intro and the hold on to your hats and glasses and the, you know, all the, this the old- here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It sings to me. That is awesome. I'll tell you that none of you have ever ridden it. 
in as thrilling a manner, I think I've mentioned it before on this show, as my children. And actually, Sean Solo, you've had this experience of writing with me. I am a larger man, and there is one bar that comes down. <laughs> that one bar only comes down as far as the largest man. So if you're sitting next to me and you're skinnier like Sean Solo is, it really is the wildest ride in the wilderness. Sean, <laughs> Sean, we've ridden that ride together before a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think one time we rode it at night and the fireworks were going off. Yes. I don't know about if that, that was with you or if that was somebody else. That was you and it, me. It's... It started as we were ticking up the hill. They began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the fireworks I... that you can see from there. Uh, well, really, if you can get on any of the, well, Matterhorn or uh, Sp- uh, Thunder Mountain <laughs> during the fireworks, it's, it's pretty magical. Um, you can't really hear the music or anything, but just just to be riding in the wilderness while fireworks are going on. And I don't know, it, it's just something that uh, that you have to experience at some point. Kind of a serendipity to it, right? You just timed it just right mm-hmm. to have a unique moment in time. Yeah, well, it's well, difficult, I think, to do that. That was just an accident, but it, it's, yeah. it's really difficult to time it just right. Well, while Big Thunder was my fourth place, again, it, it, you know, I mean, I love it so much. It's hard to even put these in any kind of order, but I have to say it, it even moved up for me though. I used to be very meh on it as far as in the big Disney picture, but they did the retheming probably eight years ago, seven years ago, where they added the new effects and the, the, uh, looked like it, you know, it lit the match and they were going up the you know, up the sides and they added some more of the day glow stuff. And I I think they just stepped up the theming so much in the dark parts. And that is one, that is one attraction that once again, I think nighttime, it is a thousand times even better. Rob question for you on, on big thunder. Do you feel like it's a great roller coaster? Like if you were to take the coaster, (laughs) take it out of the theming and put it in lagoon or one of our local parks, uh, how is it as a roller coaster? It's not. It's not a really great roller coaster. Uh, there are some parts that are just really fun and thrilling, but the very end is very lackluster because <laughs> some of those mountains, it, it's it's a slow, gradual kind of down, and then you kind of go up and then down. Like that first big drop is amazing, but the swoops in the around are a lot of fun. But I think if it was just by itself and it was just a bare bones coaster, you'd be like, oh yeah, let's take the little ones on this. But the theming really does make it. But here's the great thing about it. Also, I love the queue, but it has the best queue line quotables. Because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Okay. And I imagine everybody here is while they're waiting for it, you guys are quoting that with your kids and your kids are probably rolling their eyes at you going, shut up, dad. But I do that with like my nieces and nephews. I'm constantly quoting that like, all right, here we go. Wildest ride in the wilderness. So... To me, it's just the theming really just puts it above anything else. I think it's fantastic. I I think they could do something to reimagine the queue. Um, it is, especially on a hot day, it's one of the worst queues. There is not a whole lot to see except for in the one part where you kind of circle back around. When you snake back around, you can see the town and stuff there. But when you're when you if if the line is far enough back. You're standing back there between the two kind of fake mounds of 
dirt on either side. <laughs> You're looking at fake dirt, basically. <laughs> I think they could do a retheming of the the queue. Um, does anybody do? Does anybody's family or friends that you've gone with not like this attraction? Have you ever met anyone who dislikes this attraction? I think it's a hard one to dislike. I I will say if you are on the front car, it's definitely not as fun as being on the last car in the train. Interesting. Because you get yeah, the whip. The, yeah. The the but the uh, what I love about well, yeah, here's the problem with the front is you have that huge train in front of you and sometimes you can't see around it. But that's I right. I do like being in the front sometimes, but that's very true. Also another thing about it is being from Utah, the majority of of us are. I just love it because it does feel like this is like Bryce Canyon or or Monument Valley. Like this is our country here in Utah. That's why I love it so much. That's awesome. In fact, my my wife has reprimanded me sometimes as we've been in St. George or around Red Rock or or Bryce or whatever. And I'll go, wow, this looks so much like Big Thunder Mountain. And she'll say, no, Sean, Big Thunder Mountain looks like this. She has to remind me uh, because I'm more of a Big Thunder Mountain fan than necessarily a Utah nature fan. But, you know, that's just me. Anything else anybody wants to point out about what they love? And does anyone have any thoughts about how they could improve this attraction? I mean, Disney is right now in the midst of doing a lot of uh, pluses, a lot of uh, additions. Does anybody have, and by the way, I'm going to ask you this about all the attractions. So anything that you would, uh, you would want to change? So are we being fiscally responsible? No, Rob, I know you're the, <laughs> Rob's the accountant in the group who always <laughs> likes to be fiscally responsible, but no, Rob, we're not. This is, we're playing with Disney money, although they just announced they lost almost a billion dollars. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, but that's Pocket but, change. but it's coming back. <laughs> but it's Ex- coming back. Extend the track to go up above the you know the walkway. There is a tunnel there that's where the old mine train used to be. Like make make it a longer uh burn up to the that first entrance, right? Mm. And so or maybe make it a longer exit. So when you're done, you come down and then you do a nice little sweep over that trail. You go around Rivers of America and then you come back into the station. So that would be really cool. Also update some of the animatronics. And then always projection mapping is always good. Doing some more projection mapping on some of the indoor pieces. Fantastic. I think I support all of those. Anybody else got anything? Go ahead, Mike. Go for it. You're good. Oh, I was just gonna make a wisecrack. So, I was gonna <laughs> oh, say, oh, good. I'm glad we glad we went to that. You can always retheme it with the ever popular apple dumpling game. <laughs> I'm down. That's oh, dear. Oh, because dear. that is the IP that all the kids go crazy for. They all want their apple dumpling gang merch. <laughs> or um, uh, uh, home on the prairie. Is that what that was called? That cartoon. Oh, home, home on, on the, the range. range. Yeah, home on the range. Retheme yeah. that. Yes, so very hot popular. Light, hot lead and cold feet also I, would be. Joel, I was about to mention. I cannot think of the <laughs> Apple Dumpling Gang without thinking of hot lead and cold feet, and the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. You know, so, Disney has this thing going right now where they're taking all their animated movies and going live action. Maybe this is going to be the start of the live action going animated, and they have an animated. 
Apple Dumpling game that they reboot using Big Thunder as their IP ride. I, I gotta say, you know, without without Tim Conway and uh, Don Knotts being alive, there please don't ever touch those movies. My kids still love them, by the way. Still, my kids are big fans of both the both of the Apple Dumpling Gang movies as well as Hot Lead and Cold Feet. Sean Solo, what you got? I, I was just gonna say how much I love the uh, the nods to past disney attractions you've got the the uh why can't i think of the name the little uh, rainbow pools. caverns the rainbow caverns uh yeah. as well as the, even the town that's that's there when you finish the yeah. attraction uh is from from past so i just think it's really cool that they nodded to that and then just the theming after bryce canyon's pretty cool and i think that's why the uh, dinosaurs there to answer your question uh joel because it's it's based in Utah and uh, we've got dinosaurs here. What about what if we did a haunted version? I'm down. <laughs> Some kind of ghost town riff on it yeah. for uh, Ooh, That would be really cool. Halloween That'd overlay. Awesome. Yeah, uh as long as they don't do Ghost Galaxy. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm okay if they if they don't make it a ghost galaxy. It actually kind of does lend itself, by the way, much better to uh, than Space Mountain. It does lend itself to being a haunted, like a haunted mining town. And I'm surprised they haven't thought of that overlay. That's pretty smart. Well, maybe they have, and they just ditched it. Who knows? But those are my ideas. Okay. Do you guys know? Does anyone know the names of the trains? There are six no. trains. The, the, the names of the trains, nobody's got it. All right. I had to look it up. I don't know these by heart, but they're, they're very clever. So the names are the you be bold, the you are daring, the you are courageous, the I am brave, the I be hardy, and the I am fearless are the names of the six trains that uh, take you through the mountain. So clever. Can you, can you see the names on the, on the engines or anything? Yeah, yeah, you can. You can see them on the engines. So I just couldn't remember what any of them were. So oh, fun. Those are the ones you can ride. Yeah. Well, I think we all agree Big Thunder is easily one of the best coasters out there. And it also shows that theming is everything and, you know, something that Disney gets right every time. All right. From there, uh, let's go over to Splash Mountain. And uh, we'll start with you, Sean. Splash was your number one. We have talked, I feel like we've talked about Splash Mountain more on this show than any other attraction. (laughs) And I think it's earned it. But uh, Sean, talk to us about what you love about Splash Mountain. Uh, I'm sure I've said it before on the show because we, like you said, we talk about it a lot. But uh, I just like the range of emotions that you feel on the ride from happiness to fear to uh just unsettling i know you like to talk about the uh the pre hill area uh where where the mom rabbit's singing and it's just uh a bit unsettling by the way was um, that a was that a pun when you said range of emotions talking about a mountain range no no but it's too I bad because it was yes. a good one <laughs> it was a good pun but so. I just like it. I mean, like I was saying, when I gave you my list, it's it's really a big bang for your buck. It's a long ride. Uh, you get a nice dark ride feel to it as well as thrill. Uh, so I just think it's great. And I uh, prefer it in the summer, just like uh, Nick 
and I, I've mentioned before on on this show that for some reason we always ride it right before we go home. Like it's always like the last attraction that we do, and then we go home soaking wet. I'll tell you that during winter, if you want to go on a ride where there's no line, uh, both and this is both Anaheim as well as in Florida, winter time, nine fifty five p.m. Yeah. Go hit up Splash Mountain. It's a walk-on at that point. It's not bad. Heather, you and I have talked extensively about our love of uh, Splash Mountain. Uh, for you, it took third on this particular list, but uh, you have talked about the the color and the depth and and the music and everything. Talk about your your love of all those things. Oh, I do love it. The music is amazing. It's one of those, you know, you go on the ride and then you're singing it for the rest of the day. It's just in your head. I love it. I love the lighting. I love water rides. Um, the only the only reason it got number three on my list is because it does make you wet. And I have a hard time walking around in wet shoes. So that would be the only downside to it, I'd say. But it sure is a fun ride. Sean Solo, as Brian is not here, will you please share Brian's <laughs> pro tip? Uh, he, he had the flip-flop one, right? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. So, uh, you, you take some flip-flops and, uh, put them in your bag. And when you go on Splash Mountain, throw on the flip-flops. And then once your feet are dry, throw back on your shoes and you're good to go. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. That is, that is <laughs> King awesome. B, King B Brian's, uh, contribution to all this. Nick, what are your thoughts on, uh, this thing switching over to Tiana's mountain? I love the idea of what they could do with it. Um, it's to me, it just flows from New Orleans Square really nicely in Disneyland. Obviously, that wouldn't work so well in Florida, but um, I'm really looking forward to it. Partially because I feel like I, I don't want to say it's tired, it's old, or anything like that. But I've done it now enough and so I'm, I'm open to the idea of changing that one knowing that there's one in florida do we know if they're going to be changing the one in florida too they're both they're both changing over our all understanding is yes all of them yeah okay okay well either way i i'm i feel like this generation of imagineers have a really great grasp on how to make a, a nice ride and they've got a lot more tools with technology to perhaps kick it up a notch. And uh, so I'm excited to see what they come up with. Nice. Joel, best strategy. If you don't want to get wet, what is the best strategy for not getting soaking wet? Um, sit right behind me. Um, <laughs> I'm a fairly decent shield. Um, it's that's, that's what I find. I, I tend to collect all the water. So uh, that's uh, similar to, to Heather. That's why it's, it's third, and for me, usually Splash Mountain's a, similar to Matterhorn. I want to go on it, but just once. Like, I don't need to go on it multiple times. Um, and so uh, it is. It's beautiful. It's fun. The music is great. Uh, the queue is great, too, if it's a hot summer day. Well, at least once you get inside, you know, you're in a nice, cool place. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's so wet. Um, <laughs> but, but and, and I think one of the best parts about Splash Mountain is the chance to get a nice photo up um as you're ready for it i mean taking yeah. that opportunity to have the great photo op that's pretty nice it's pretty good i'll tell you the the worst part and this might sound really weird but i don't mind like i don't like getting wet particularly unless i'm just in the mood to get wet 
But for me, the one that I will never be happy with is when you sit down on a wet seat. There's something so mm-hmm. gross about when you first sit down, if the seat is wet, it's just terrible. So Rob, question for you yeah. as the resident Disneyland, Disney World expert, uh, Disney World is side by side. Disneyland is single file, except for the very back seats. Um, what do you like better? I like side by side. Um, and we're talking about pro tips and about not getting wet. I always sit on the front row, left side. Um, when you sit on the front row, if you lean all the way forward, only your face gets wet and your hair gets wet. And then if you sit on the right side, those waterfalls and some of the, the water that splashes in is usually on the right side. Unless you're like a larger person and it'll probably inevitably come on the left side. But yep. so, yeah, you get it. So, but I, I prefer side by side. And I just listened to, I was catching up on our episodes and you, I think it was you and Sean talking about, uh, Sean and Sean talking about creepiness and like the oh, scariness. Yeah. yeah. This to me, like this part is one of the scariest parts in all of Disney. Like, like the kids nodding their heads and they're like, no, no. And I'm like going, no, no. Like I am mimicking that. And I'll tell you this, like, I think that's one of the more scary parts in all of Disneyland. And as a, I don't know if it, if I was adult or a late teen, but I pulled a muscle in my right leg because I was so scared going down. And like my, my leg was so like frozen in fear. I pulled a muscle. So yeah, it's got that on me. That is fantastic. Yeah. I think that is one of the scariest parts for sure. And I will just tell you, if you don't want to get wet and you have somebody uh, larger and heavier like myself, Put them in the very back. And then when you go down, you will actually, the weight in the back makes it kind of hydroplane up. <laughs> so you kind Skid of get up, yeah. Plow through the water. If you want to get soaking wet, if I sit in the very front with my kids all behind me, they are going to get saturated because I go straight down in, the water shoots over me and destroys the rest of the boat. So is that yeah. ever done intentionally? Or you just, uh, like- I just ask my kids how, you know, how much they want to get wet. And then we mm-hmm. seat me accordingly. Uh, I will also tell you that, uh, if you want to stay dry on grizzly river rapids, a grizzly river run over at, uh, California adventure, sit directly across from the heaviest person in your boat. Cause what happens is it bumps, it will spin. And ultimately that heaviest person will go straight down and catch the bulk of the water. So Ooh, for pro tip <laughs> for more tips, go to Sean, the heavy and you'll get all kinds of just tips from me about, uh, no, there's not a real website. Okay. I, I would uh, like to say one last thing that I learned from my trip to Florida. It was really anticlimactic to come down the, the long drop. And then you're not right into the happy scene. Yeah. Like, kind of tool around for a little bit. I was kind of like, what? Where's the happy scene? Like, I want. Yeah, I forgot about music. that. And, and it felt it felt kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time. It's not quite the same magic. It's not quite the same as that boat and everything. What I love about Disneyland's version is when you do, you've got the 
don't go to the laughing place and the, all the terror and you're going up the hill and you've got the, the two vultures. Then you do the big drop and you're not only dropping, you're dropping into the briars and it's all horrible. And then suddenly boom, explosion of happiness and joy, like instantly, like everything's good in the world again. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's a different experience. So Sean Solo, do they have a uh, splash mountain in Tokyo? Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, to my knowledge, it's very similar to the one in Florida, uh, at least music, music wise, because it's more like the uh, banjo-y bluegrass yeah. type of feel on the music than uh, than the one in Disneyland. But yeah, I got soaked on it in uh, Tokyo. My parents made me sit in the front and uh, yeah, I have a picture of me and my face is just completely soaked and they're dry. That's great. Nick, not one in Hong Kong, right? No. Not one in Hong Kong. All right. In fact, I think they only have one technical mountain, and that's hyperspace mountain. Hyperspace mountain, yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, this anything else anybody got on Splash Mountain? I think we've given it the love that it truly earned and warranted. Uh, let's move on and we'll uh we'll kick it over to uh Skipper Rob on this one. Take us into Space Mountain. Space Mountain. There we go, folks. <laughs> best soundtrack. I mean, I would I would say the best singing soundtrack is the Zippity Dude. Uh, sorry, Splash Mountain. But the best experiential soundtrack is this one, just right here. Um, I know the cue is probably less to be desired once you're out when you're outside, but once you get inside, it's amazing. And I love the anticipation of it all. And I'm always like a kid who looks into the future. I love the things that are unknown to us and having this type of a thing, like we're blasting off into the future. But the reason Disneyland is so much better is those cars are side by side and the music is playing in your ears. It's interesting how much of a difference it is when the soundtrack builds and it gives you that sense of anticipation and gives you all the chills and the thrills through your awesome. bones. And in a previous episode, you can hear Skipper Rob talk about how his great love of Space Mountain came from his great not as disdain. much love of, <laughs> I wasn't going to use the word disdain, but not as much love for Space Mountain in Orlando. So yeah, awesome. Nick at night, this was also your number one. Tell us about your love of Space Mountain. Yeah, I think there's some memory uh, components to this one too and i don't know if how many of you guys wrote it in the mid 90s but do you remember when fedex was the ride sponsor i do they had these cheesy two alien guys that were talking on the tv thing and i don't know why i kind of want to go back does anybody know if that's <laughs> on youtube or something but for me it had it has a lot of memory to it it's it's part of my experience if there is a skyline to disneyland you for me you need to see space mountain and i could be wrong but i think it's the one that's in all the parks um i don't know if there is a version of disneyland that does not or a magic kingdom that does not have it they don't have it in shanghai oh okay well maybe they'll get one who knows they're, they're, they they got tron there though it's true. Mm. it's true but i i think space mountain for me i love that it's a dark roller coaster 
I think that that adds an element that the other ones uniquely don't have that makes it, even if you've ridden it a hundred times, you still don't exactly know when everything's coming up. And I also love the idea that the, I don't know, the, the overlays to me, I haven't done the ghost galaxy. I've, I've done the hyperspace mountain and I, it's fine. It doesn't really add a whole lot to me personally, but, um, the the ride itself is it might even be the fastest ride there i don't know but there's something exhilarating about it and i look forward to going on it no matter which park i like them all even even florida awesome sean how important is the darkness to space mountain it is very important (laughs) (laughs) to feel like you're in space yeah it's it's quite important i i got to write it when it was uh the red hot chili peppers overlay and it was more like a party and they had a lot of lights going on inside and it just kind of i don't know it kind of killed it for me but the soundtrack was fun um but it's way better when it's dark in there joel uh at our age which i can say because we're about the same age uh how many times in a row can you ride space mountain like now um once maybe um and that's the, and that's i mean i had it as my number two but a lot of that is just from from childhood memories uh growing up there in the 80s and the 90s and and standing in line for two hours and and getting on it and it was just like that was the ride that's where you ran to um but then a couple years back i had the misfortune of going to um all you can eat ribs at tony roma's um <laughs> which is not that far off of Disneyland. <laughs> Just craving it. Um, overdid it. They went right to Space Mountain, and I was wrecked for most of the rest of my vacation. So so that has a whole separate uh, status for me now. That is classic. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, you don't want to do ribs right before Space Mountain. Rob, it looks like you found that clip. I think you found the, the FedEx opening. Yeah, and it looks like the guy from Beetlejuice, the the round guy from Beetlejuice is in it. But I've never seen this, but like I'm just looking at it right now. Easy. Is it these guys? Don't blow your top, sir. It's on its way with Transmillennium. Oh gosh. FedEx Synergy (laughs) at its best with Disney. Good times. Good times. Disney used to try to do that quite a bit. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Heather, how long, how long are you willing to wait in line for uh, space mountain? Um, never more than 45 minutes. That's my cutoff. Yeah. So, but I have seen it up to two hours before mm-hmm. which is crazy. I do have a question for uh, the Casa collective, which is, and Nick kind of mentioned that he's been on hyperspace mountain, but I know that space mountain has had a couple of different themes and one is hyperspace, which is Star Wars, correct? And yep. And uh, one is the haunted one, Ghost Do, Galaxy. Yeah, Ghost Galaxy. Does anyone prefer any of those reskins versus the original? Anybody Not got an prefer. opinion? I don't Anybody prefer, prefer it. it. I, I also I also don't prefer it over the original. In, yeah. in Hong Kong, that's all you get. It's just hyperspace mountain. It's not like a semi, you know, seasonal thing. It is themed that way. They've got an X-wing plane in line. It's, it's just permanently hyperspace mountain. So hyperspace mountain has had two iterations. Uh, originally, it was the worst overlay ever. They had like an X-wing would fly by every once in a while, and they played Star Wars music, and it was terrible. 
Like it, it looked like there was just no effort whatsoever. It looked like an employee like that cobbled it together. Some guy working the line went, Hey, look, I can put an X-wing and shine it on the ceiling. It was terrible. And then uh, they shut it down for a while as the star Wars overlay. And then they did seasons of the force uh, one year and they converted all of Tomorrowland into uh, basically star Wars celebration it was the year before um, galaxy's edge opened up to get everybody excited about it. So seasons of the force, they did, they redid the overlay so that it was timed. So you actually saw like the, the uh, X-wing fighter shooting the tie fighter and it exploding and everything was kind of, they had all, they installed all the laser lights and it, it was fantastic. So I didn't like the original version uh, loved the season of the force version. And uh, I, I hope I get to mention this on every episode of the castle collective, how much I truly hate ghost galaxy. <laughs> it is the worst thing. <laughs> it is the worst thing Disneyland has ever done with, uh, you know, with superstar limo being second. It's that bad. It's literally, <laughs> I love it. Why do you hate it, it so much? So basically imagine that you're riding uh, space mountain just like normal and enjoying it. And then all of a sudden somebody screams in your ear as loud as they can. That's what goes. Sean's Galaxy got it all is. wrong. It is. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why you hate it so much, <laughs> it's, it, but, but Sean, tell me that it's really much more than just every once in a while, someone screams in your ear. That's all that the, the overlay. I, I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's very, uh, it's got a creepier feel to it, of course, because it's ghost galaxy, but I like going up into the tube <laughs> and the ghost kind of grabs the sides and it like sends an electric shock down there. So I, I, I like that. I think it's kind of creepy and, uh, I think I like it better than the star Wars overlay, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, no. <laughs> I I love that you love it, um, and I've actually ridden Ghost Galaxy with Sean Solo uh, because it was during when we were there for the Halloween party <laughs> one time. But if you'd like to experience it, Rob, do you have the music from Space Mountain right there? Yeah. So, which one do we want? Just play the regular Space Mountain music. So, are you just talking this one again? The old school one, not the old school one. This one. Yeah, I can I can barely hear it. There it is. All right, are you ready? This is what this is what Ghost Galaxy is like. That's it. You're, you're so wrong. <laughs> There's a ride through on YouTube. I now have to watch the ride through. <laughs> I'm I'm being overly harsh because I just. It's like every once in a while, just something in your ear just screams at the top of their lungs. And that's all it is. So, But I'm glad Sean Solo loves it. Just not my favorite. So, all right. Uh, but that's okay. I would ride it again. I still, I would still ride it again because it is Disneyland. So any other thoughts on, by the way, as an old, old man in this group, uh, Space Mountain came out when I was five years old. So I remember when I was seven years old, Space Mountain was the uh, galaxy's edge of its time. And a four-hour line was not out of the question. And that was summertime. 
you know, when I'm seven years old and eight years old and have no attention span and yet would wait, we would, it would seriously, you'd queue up out on that really hot tarmac that they have out there. And it would be a three, three or four hour line. Joel, you probably remember those days. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was no fast pass. There was no, and there were so few attractions. You'd just show up and you'd go, oh, three and a half hours. Yeah, great. Let's get in line. That was it. That was, that was what we do. And it was well worth it to me. So I remember the line queue having a lot of gum stuck on the railing <laughs> walls around it. Probably because so many people burned through their gum supply while waiting for the line. But I, I, I don't know why. I just remember a lot of gum everywhere in the Gosh. line for Space Mountain. <laughs> I, I look back at I look back at that line three three hours that we'd wait no phones no technology to look at I might have had my Tommy football <laughs> the Tommy football handheld game <laughs> in my pocket but that that's only entertaining for about a minute and a half so anyway awesome well we all agree Space Mountain is amazing love it like I said Splash Mountain Space Mountain are so interchangeable as two and three to me. And uh, let's move on to the final of the mountains. And I was the only one who had it as my number one, which I think goes back to my age and my love of how I perceive Disneyland as a 10 year old when I do. And that is the Matterhorn. And so I'll take it first and just talk about my love of the Matterhorn for me. The Matterhorn used to be much more exciting because uh, when I was a kid, you would hold your seatbelt over the seatbelt lock-in thing, and they had no way of knowing that you hadn't actually locked it in. They didn't have a little indicator or whatever, so you'd hold it as if it's on, and you'd tug on it and show them, yep, it's on, and as soon as they pull you forward past the cast members, that seatbelt is off. So we would ride... <laughs> this attraction without oh, a seatbelt all the time you'd come up over the hill that you know the, the hills that kind of jump you up and we'd fly up in the air woohoo <laughs> and i look back and i am horrified at the lack of safety for it but uh what i love about the matterhorn i love that it's very walt it's very 1960s in its theming and and feel 1950s 1960s i love that about it I love the sense of danger that it's just a free gravity coaster. There's something about a gravity coaster that just makes it cool. And my caveat also on Matterhorn is it is best from the front. When you are sitting in the front, you can kind of lean over the front and not even really see your car and you just see the track and it's awesome. I love the anticipation of Harold. I love the fact that uh, you hear Harold roar before you see him. You know he's coming. You know it's coming. And it still scares the crap out of you. It is terrifying when you finally see him. And especially over the years, they have gotten Harold is so much better now. And then all the just little things that they've added. This is one attraction that I honestly hope they don't plus too much. I really hope they don't. I hope that they just, uh, you know, kind of leave it. It's, it's kind of perfect to me as it is. I love the little splash that slows you down. And, uh, 
I, I love the line. I know it's a boring line, but I love it because of the music. Uh, the only thing I don't love about the line is it's not a very equitable line. Like sometimes they'll open up a left side first and then they'll open up a right side. There it is. Oh, I love that. Music. And they'll open up the left side first and then they'll have a whole bunch of people go and you're like the last person to go in the left. Then they'll open up the right and the people behind you will go straight to the front of the right and you're in the very back of the left. It does happen sometimes, but... But otherwise, I just I think it's fantastic and it feels thrilling to me. So that's why Matterhorn is my favorite of all the mountains. Sean Solo, I know you're a big fan of Harold. What is it about uh, Harold inside the ride that's so exciting? Uh, I I even like the old Harold, to be honest. Uh, all of them are just scary. Yeah. <laughs> no matter no matter if he's moving or not, he he's a scary guy. Uh, it's also my dad's name's Harry, so. <laughs> that's kind of cool and sean uh, if you want to go visit the old herald where can you go to visit the old herald yeah just just go across the uh the pond over to uh california adventure and uh pay the the collector a visit um and he might have a surprise there for you yeah you can see harold in all his glory right there yeah awesome attraction uh let's see nick you had it as your last is it a dead last for you or is it Kind of just barely skidding into last. Amongst these four rides, it's dead last. All right. Pretty clearly my my lowest. But most of that has to do with the you know need for a chiropractor at the end. <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean I don't enjoy the ride and I don't love it. It's just my threshold for it ends there. And I will say, though, that the only thing that might be redeeming is what it is at night. Um, I like it at night. And it's not for the scary factor. It's for the unique views of the sunset kind of going down. And when you get to see that view from the park, it's pretty great. So I I do love it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. Yeah. Clearly, it's clearly one that I will probably only do once a trip. And Joel, you mentioned the same thing about the bone rattling nature of the Matterhorn. Any tips on how to minimize that? Uh, just don't go on it as much. Um, <laughs> or you go back in time, uh, as you were saying, Sean, it used to be more tobogganing and everyone just leaned against each other. Um, and my father, who I take after, was a, a good-sized gentleman. And he was usually in back. So if he could be right next to that, he had a nice, good, cushiony back seat um, for you <laughs> as you pretended to put on your seatbelt. So uh but yeah, there's nothing to do. It is still fun. And it's, it's historic. Uh, uh, I love taking the sky tram through it. Um, and it does still scare me. Like you said, every time. And there's always this little bit of anticipation of like, why do I want to go on this? When I'm, I know I'm going to go around a corner and still go. Oh, you um, <laughs> even though I know it's there. It's just, as a kid, that's every time freaked me out. Yeah. Every time. I think that that ride is the most economical space in Disneyland, it, you you have fit in a lot of ride in a very small amount of real estate, and that doesn't happen much anymore. When you see things like Rise of the Resistance and and the the Radiator Racers, the huge structures that they put around these things, Matterhorn does what it does in a very small footprint, and I think that's pretty commendable. With the basketball, you know, court as well, so that's great. Yes, the basketball court built on the inside. 
So, uh, Heather, does it uh, does it feel like classic Disneyland, maybe more than some of the other attractions to you or no? No, it absolutely does. In all the vintage photos, you know, you see the Skyway going through the Matterhorn and it's just, oh, that's that's Disney. Um, you spoke of riding at the front of the car. I had a co-worker from Disney who always wanted to sit in the front because apparently at the very end of the ride, you know, when you dip into the water at the end, if you lean forward and you put your hands out and like dip your fingertips into the water, the water just kind of rides up your arms and it splashes on the people behind you. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, he would do that every time and it would soak the people behind him. So if you're looking for a prank, I guess that's something you could do if you're if it's a hot day. That's a great, great tip. And Rob, there's there's no Matterhorn. Not only is there no Matterhorn in Orlando, but I don't think there's another Matterhorn anywhere else in the world, right? Nope. It, uh, well, there is one in Switzerland, I believe. So other than that. Um... <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole different kind of Matterhorn there. <laughs> but like, we were just talking about this, like listening to these sounds. Right? Like, how cool is that? And remember, these are the sounds you used to hear when you were on that skyway going through the mountain. Like, and it was so like, I want to go on that ride. And those sounds are just like a part of this experience as well. And so I just love that. And uh, it's such a fun ride because it's so unique and so old school that there's, there's nowhere in the world that other than Switzerland that you can do this. It just feels like you're completely out of control. That's what I love about a gravity coaster. Gravity coaster, you just know you're just rolling right along. And that's, it also happens to sit in kind of my, maybe my favorite part of Disney World or Disneyland, because you do have the Matterhorn right next to Alice in Wonderland, right across from, uh, right across from Small World. It's my favorite place to Definitely to catch a parade, I think it's the best spot. Uh, Sean Solo and I have had some funny experiences catching parades there, as a matter of fact. But uh, it's it's just a cool area. And I think one of the more underappreciated rides, because if we didn't have a Space Mountain, a Big Thunder, a Splash, Matterhorn is way up there, even though it fell forth on quite a few of people. And I kind of knew that was going to happen. I knew that I was definitely, I knew I was going to be the only one with it as number one. But again, that goes back to my kind of love of vintage. I still uh, think of uh, Splash Mountain as the new kid on the block. So that's, I think that's how old I am with all this. Well, any other parting thoughts uh, about our Disney mountain ranges tonight. Any, anybody else have any other thoughts on these? How, how about a frozen overlay on Matterhorn? Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> no that'd be cool. That'd be cool. No. <laughs> no. Another plus for Matterhorn. It used to be a plus, but it's gone now is the Edelweiss um, cart there that has the Turkey legs used to mm. also have pork shank um, that you could get there. They don't have them anymore. And that was the only place you could get it in the park. And they were fantastic. Why have they done away with the pork shake? Because they don't like people to have a giant stick of bacon in their hands. Uh, but it was it was real good. Unacceptable. They do have the pretzel cart right across, uh, which is pretty darn amazing. There's something about pretzels and the Matterhorn that just it just goes together. It's just right. All right. Well, now that Disneyland is back open, 
uh, tonight, all the members of the collective happen to live outside of California. So none of us are allowed to go to Disneyland yet, but we're all chomping at the bit. I, uh, today there was actually some, so a little bit of news about how they announced that, uh, they, they did not use the word annual pass. They used the phrase uh, uh, reward or something like frequent visitor reward or something like that. And I uh, don't, don't like that. Do not like that at all. So we'll see what, uh, what happens and when we can all get back there. <laughs> yes, that's what it feels like. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll all be able to make it back at some point uh, coming up sometime soon. We will have a report from Bryce, who has been back, as well as uh, he's got some time coming up in uh, in uh, Marvel once it opens, uh, Avengers Campus. So we'll be excited for that. So any other closing thoughts before we close out the night tonight? They should do a goofy skiing overlay. Do you remember that one? Do you remember <laughs> yes. goofy skiing? Yes. That was like one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Like, anyway, I am a skier. I love snow. And that's why I love Matterhorn so much. Um, the one thing that's weird about the Matterhorn, it's like, it's its its own land. Like, it's considered fantasy land because of like the, the, the whole like Switzerland, Swiss thing, whatever. But it's kind of weird. Like, I don't even consider it part of fantasy land. So. No, it kind of doesn't doesn't really seem like it. It's it's a little bit lost. Yeah. So yeah, awesome guys. Well, this has been so much fun, and I definitely now am jonesing to get back to Disneyland more than ever. That's the only downside about the collective is every like on one on one hand it's fulfilling and it fulfills that desire to get back into the parks. On the other hand, man, am I chomping at the bit. And I do want to give a shout out to my cousin. Uh, who texted me the other day and said that uh, he had gotten his pass uh, or his reservation with his family, and he promised that he was going to send uh, send over some pictures. So, Monty, congratulations on you and your family getting there. He said he was listening to the collective to prepare himself, and Monty, I can't wait to see all the photos. Well, I think we will wrap it up from there then. We are uh, all excited to get back to the parks and we will get there at some point. So tonight, on behalf of Sean Solo, Skipper Rob, Nick at Night, the birthday girl herself, Heather Poppins, as well as Joel Skellington, I'm Sean Rapier. Everybody, keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times and have a magical evening. Good night. Good night.